0: Oh, woof Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterill, and thank you all for joining me here on this Monday morning. Now, this show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers, and actually it's our weekend recap, given that it's our Monday show, before we dive into today's betting plays. Now, I hope all of you had a great weekend. Uh, I got to spend some time with the wife and attend WWE live here in Regina. Definitely added one too many W's. A little bit tired here on this Monday, but super looking forward to today's show. Uh, Recapping the weekend that was and then looking at the Monday slate, including that Monday nighter between the Rams and 49ers. So our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, bet Ninety Nine. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports to bet on on the website, including college football, EPL, and NFL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup to get started. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario at one 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's start with our Friday. Let's call it what it was. It was a terrible Friday of picks. Uh, we started out with Saskatchewan plus nine versus Winnipeg in the CFL. 31 to 13 was the final there the riders get blown out then you get BC and a backup quarterback versus Ottawa under 47 and a half was the play and they lose 34 to 19. we're also on unlv to cover their spread at minus 13 and a half they only win 31 to 20 after the slow start and then Washington and Ucla we bought a couple points got to 66.5, and a half and they end up scoring 72 total points 40 to 32. Now, the rest of the weekend, it was an up and down weekend to say the least. Uh, we did have some good plays on the golf side and on the NFL side, but a tough weekend in EPL and college football made it a losing weekend at -1.68 units. We went 12 and 16 overall with our picks. Now, golf could have been a lot better, but we did have a possible weekend on the links. 2 and 3 for +1.95 units. This was an event that Canadian Mackenzie Hughes won. I was excited to see Hughes win, but I did say to go and bet Seth Straka midway through Saturday at plus 470 to win the event outright, and unfortunately, he loses in the playoffs. So, had he won that playoff, we'd be having a completely different story about the weekend. We would be up a few units, and we would be riding high, but our winner pick and top five both missed the cut in Henley and Tigala. Sam Burns, he struggled down the stretch on Sunday, so he finished tied for 30th. But we get make some profit because we have Straka at plus 210 and we have Keegan Bradley at plus 185. So cash both of those golf plays. EPL tough weekend, one and three for minus two units. Again, could have been a lot better. We had a couple plays that uh, had some promise before some second half derailments. Now, started with Tottenham double chance versus Arsenal at minus 143. That game finishes 3-1. to one. It was 1-1 one to one at halftime, but let's call it what it was. Tottenham got dominated and unfortunately were unable to deliver a point for the win. Then Crystal Palace double chance against Chelsea. They took the first half lead. They looked like they were in a great spot. Then they give up a goal uh, in the second half and then a second one to Gallagher in the 89th minute. It was an absolute dagger for us, but tough result for Crystal Palace at home to lose two to one West Ham money line was our one that hit all weekend this was also our steepest odds at even money two to nothing it was a comfortable home result for West Ham and then on Sunday I really don't want to talk about this game but six to three was the final for Manchester City versus my Manchester United team Uh, you had two hat tricks when you have Foden and Erling Haaland both with hat tricks. It's not really a game that I wanted to tune into and in fact I ended up shutting it off once we were down four to nothing. Other EPL results we had Brentford and Bournemouth 0-0. Newcastle won four to one over Fulham on the road. This was largely due to an early red card. You had Liverpool and Brighton drew three three. Everton went outright two to one and Leeds and Aston Villa yesterday finished in a nil nil draw. College football-wise, it was a 2-2 two and two weekend, 4-0.18 units. Uh, Texas A&M, that was a homer pick. Let's call it what it was. Big Aggies fan. And so I had them plus 4. They were unable to deliver. They lost 42-24. to 24. Now they have to go face Bama next weekend, which, speaking of Bama, we also were on Arkansas plus 17. They couldn't deliver there 49 to 26. Now, the two teams that did deliver Michigan minus 10 and a half versus Iowa at minus 110, 27 to 14 was the final there. And number 22, Wake Forest plus six and a half versus Florida State. They won that game outright 31 to 21. Then, our all other college football results from the weekend Purdue beats number 21, Minnesota 20 to 10. TCU beat number 18, Oklahoma, 55 to 24, absolute beatdown of Oklahoma. Number 14, Ole Miss knocked off number seven, Kentucky. Oklahoma State, the nine seed, knocked off number 16, Baylor. Number three seed, Ohio State, they won 49 to 10 over Rutgers. Clemson beat number 10, NC State. Number one, Georgia almost fell, but they were able to survive 26 to 22. They did fall in the rankings, however, as Bama took over that spot, and then number twenty-four Pitt lost outright to Georgia Tech, twenty-six to twenty-one. Now Sunday football, we had the Jets plus three and a half versus Pittsburgh. They come back to win that game outright, twenty-four to twenty. This was the start of our three and two day of straight-up picks for plus .82 units. Now we also played the Philadelphia Eagles. Spread 29 to 21 was the final there. So they covered the minus six and a half. This one looked dead early on. Jacksonville jumped out to the 14, nothing lead, but Philly was able to storm back and take the win and cover. We also had Arizona Cardinals money line versus Carolina 26 to 16. Baker did not look good. Once again, I feel bad that I even said that Carolina was potentially a playoff team in the NFC, a team that could steal that seven seed. They now fall to one and three. Arizona's 500, and both these teams keep it moving. Then Green Bay, we played minus nine and a half versus New England. Felt even better about it when Brian Hoyer went down. Unfortunate to see him go down. But nonetheless, we have Green Bay. They're unable to deliver the spread, but they do win the game in overtime 27 to 24, saving what I'm sure was a lot of people's parlay pieces. I think I heard something crazy where 90% of the people were on Green Bay. And so we end up losing on the spread, though. And then <laughs> beat down on Sunday Night Football. Doesn't look like it by the final score, but the game was never really in doubt. Kansas City 41 to 31. Almost tweeted out to take Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. And then when he scored 90 seconds in, felt really dumb for not doing so at plus 110. But. Kansas City delivers 41-31. If you had anyone in either of those offenses in fantasy, you probably had a pretty nice day. Now, other NFL results from yesterday. We had Minnesota 28-25 over New Orleans. A double doink on the final kick from New Orleans from 61 yards by Will Lutz, and they're unable to deliver to get to overtime. The Chargers, they won 34-24 versus Houston. Austin Eckler had a massive day especially if you had him in fantasy. I just happened to play him in fantasy in multiple leagues. Then you had the Giants 20-12 to 12 over Chicago. Justin Fields looked better, but that's not saying much given how he played through three, three weeks. And so the Bears still lose the game. And the Giants are 3-1 and one to start the season. That lone loss coming to my Dallas Cowboys. Then Seattle and Detroit. Somehow Kansas City and Tampa wasn't the shootout of the day because it was 48-45. to 45. If you own TJ Hawkinson, you were thrilled. Rashad Penny, you're thrilled. DK Metcalf, you had to rush off to the bathroom. But Seattle wins on the road. Detroit unable to overcome those injuries to guys like Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Atlanta, they won 23-20 over Cleveland. Uh, a big win for them. Tennessee, 24-17 to over Indianapolis. Apparently, Indy will get shut out by the Jags, but then beat Kansas City, but then lose to Tennessee at home. So really don't know what to make of this Colts team. It's going to be one of the tougher ones to bet moving forward because they are so inconsistent. Then Dallas, 25 to 10 over Washington. I didn't bet this game because I felt like I was a bit too close to it, that it could be a letdown spot for this Dallas team. But that defense delivered in a big way, holding Carson Wentz to 10 points. And so Dallas picks up the win. They're also three and one and Cooper rush is three and O as the starter. Then you had Buffalo 23 to 20, uh, over Baltimore. Harbaugh had to go for that. Let's, let's say what they should have done there. Um, but feels really bad when you bet Baltimore straight up to have them not kick the field goal, have Buffalo just march down there, kick a field goal and win it on their own. Now, luckily, if you played Baltimore, you probably got it at plus three, so you get the push. If you got it at three and a half, even better, but uh, tough result for Baltimore all around. Then you had the Vegas Raiders. They kept their season alive, 32-23 to 23 over Denver. This was a game that they had to have if they fell to 0-4. The year was all but over, but massive day for Josh Jacobs. He got involved in that offense, and the Raiders looked competent moving forward. Now, Player props-wise, we went 1-4 and on our touchdown plays. Uh, This was just a weekend of big letdowns, whether it was due to penalties, like with that A.J. Brown touchdown where he scores, but then it gets called back. We did have an Eckler touchdown. That was our lone one of the day. We had Javante Williams go down with an injury. Prayers for him. It looks like it's a serious knee issue. And then Jonathan Taylor, in what we thought was an automatic division game, going to go in and get that touchdown. He struggled mightily against that Titans defense. And then player props wise, we were three and two for plus 0.82 units. Uh, Big reason for this one missing was that I went with Drake London's receptions at over four and a half. This parlay would have cashed at plus 1080, but unfortunately he has just two catches on the day despite Atlanta winning. Brees Hall blew past his 38 and a half rushing yards and Jerry Judy blew past his Uh, receiving yards and Tom's attempts those were hit by I think beginning of the fourth quarter 36 and a half passing attempts so tough day overall shout out to spit and picklets once again for coming on the show but we were unable to deliver another parlay winner we'll be back for week five I'm sure with more plays now other headlines from the weekend there was a couple of contract extensions in the NBA We saw Steven Adams got his two-year $25.2 million extension from Memphis. Now, Adams has become a veteran for that Grizzlies organization, and so I see why they extended him for a couple more years. That being said, he tends to get played off the floor in a lot of playoff series. Just with the way that the NBA has changed, there's really not a need for a guy like Steven Adams out there. If you're playing teams like Golden State, who are running Draymond Green at center, at times, or they might even throw Wiggins down there to play the five. So Adams will get played off the floor in some playoff series, but I do think that having him there as that veteran presence, this is still a very young team. A lot of people are high on John Morant, obviously Desmond Bay and Dylan Brooks. There's a lot of talented guys there, but they need some veterans. And that's why I think they extended Adams for a couple more years, but the big extension over the weekend had to be Tyler Hero. Four years 130 million dollars and I saw a lot of people that were not happy with this extension and I'm really trying to figure out why because we're talking about a guy that just won six man of the year he's still only 22 years old and he just put up 20 points five rebounds and four assists on almost 45 percent shooting off the bench so I think there were lofty expectations on Hero after that 37-point playoff performance in his rookie year, and they felt like, oh, he's going to be an all-star by last year. He was just the sixth man of the year, and apparently that's a bad thing. But when I look at this Miami team, Kyle Lowry did not look good in the first year of his contract. He was injured, and even when he was out there, didn't play great. So I think Hero, they're expecting him to be the starter by next year. Uh, If not midway through this year, depending on what happens with Lowry, with this Miami team moving forward. Look, we don't have that many more years of Jimmy Butler doing what he's been doing. Kyle Lowry's on the downturn. So this team's going to be relying on Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero moving forward. That's the future of this franchise. And so I got no issues with them extending him. Yes, it's 30 plus million dollars for a 22 year old. But if he continues to grow, continues to become a better player. Better distributor as a point guard, as well, then I think that they're in for a really bright future there in Miami behind those two guys. So, with that, very long weekend of games. Now, let's look at Monday because there's a lot on the slate for Monday. We are still staying away from preseason NHL, preseason NBA. Saw a lot of people that were overreacting to Phoenix losing in preseason action. Like, that's a big deal. And I don't think that it is. So, no, we're not going to be going and betting on Kings-Lakers tonight. The Lakers are four-point favorites. We're not going to be betting baseball still, staying away from baseball altogether. There's still some split squad stuff happening in the NHL, so we're staying away from those. So you might be asking, what the hell is left? Well, we do have some EPL today. We've got a Serie a play, and we're also looking at Monday Night Football. So, let's start with EPL, our first hedge play of the day is Leicester City Moneyline versus Nottingham Forest. Now, this is minus 123 is the value on this play. And people would call this the snoozer of the week as far as EPL goes because you've got 19th place, Nottingham taking on 20th place, Leicester City. If the season were to end today, both of these teams would be in the championship. That being said, I think that one of these teams should not be in that championship discussion. I just think that they've had a really tough road to start the season. That being Leicester City, let's talk about the fact that they've played Tottenham, Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal, Villa, Brighton. They have not had a game like this against what I would consider a bottom feeder in this EPL race in Nottingham Forest. So I think that this is a great spot for them to play at home and and to finally get that first win on the season and figure things out. Work towards getting out of the basement because... Leicester City, within the last decade, has won the, the EPL title. So this team is not far removed from doing so. Uh, I didn't expect them to get a lot of points early on in the season. Now, today, if Jamie Vardy starts, I would also like him to score at minus 106. It's not an official show play, just one that I like looking at the lines early yesterday. So roll with Leicester City money line today. Yes, they've struggled, but they've played the probably the toughest schedule to start the year in EPL. And so they're going to get their first win today against Nottingham Forest. Then on the Serie A side, taking Udinese line versus Hellas Verona. Now, yes, Udinese, they are the road team here. It's why they're plus 135. But I also think that this team is vastly superior to this Verona side. Now, Udinese, they're 5-1-1 to start the season. They're fifth in the standings. They're also coming off a home win versus Inter Milan three to one before that international break now Verona they are not even averaging a goal per game they're 18th in the standings they just lost two to nothing on the road versus 11th place Fiorentina and so this is a good revenge spot as well for Udinese because last season they lost this team four to nil in February so I like Udinese today to bounce back to get some revenge they're the vastly better side and despite the fact that they're on the road I'm gonna take them at plus 135 to get the job done and then to cap it off Sunday night football we are taking San Fran minus one and a half versus the LA Rams a lot of people are on the Rams I think when I looked yesterday it was upwards of 65% of bets are on the LA Rams for Monday night football I think that the Rams are the better team but I also think that division games especially when they're on the road are very tough to predict so I like San Fran at home tonight they have not looked great over the last couple of weeks, but they're also 1-2, and two, so this is a game that they need to get. You cannot start 1-3, and three. even in the NFC. It's going to be tough when you know you still have to play the Rams again. You're going to have to play Arizona as well. So Eileen San Fran tonight at home. George Kittle, he hasn't been great since he came back from injury. Debo's been hit and miss, so has Brandon Ayuk. But I think what they're going to do well tonight, they're going to run the football. They're going to get back to what they're best at. And so I like all of these guys to have good nights, despite the fact that they're not running backs. I still think that they're going to play a major role. So I expect Jimmy G to come in, get the result, take care of business. And we'll be talking about both these teams being 500. People will be more so panicking about the Rams than the 49ers being 400. So thank you all for tuning in on this Monday morning. We got up a little bit late. Maybe it was a little bit sluggish out of the gate, but we pushed through. We've got three plays for Monday. We're looking forward to the week as well. Uh, This week, we're going to be focusing on uh, week five NFL lines. We're going to look at more EPL lines as well and then get some more golf plays out there as we get closer to Thursday. So appreciate all of you listening on this beautiful Monday morning and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.